are back again. Our sponsor for this second half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. Uh, so if you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, not sure if right now is the right time, want to see where the rates are, all of that, give her a call. She is definitely your go-to girl. Her number is 503-409-4389. And continue to pray for her as well because she is going through her own battle with breast cancer, as you guys are aware. Well, and a little mm-hmm. update for you with Marianne. She's been in here recently, and, mm-hmm. and things looking up for her. Uh, not just pray for Marianne, but Marianne's mother-in-law is now going through breast cancer as well. No way. Oh. So while Marianne's trying to take care of herself, she's oh. also taking care of her mother-in-law. And and Marianne leads the breast can- the breast friends breast cancer support group here in the Salem area. Well, what's I mean, not that it's a, a good thing, but at least um, her mother in law will be in good hands because I know Marianne will guide her in the right direction with everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, for the listeners that ha- don't know, this show does go to podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Saturday, so come Monday. Somewhere around 9 or 10 o'clock. I don't care what podcast service you like. Just go in and put Kicking Cancer Cares. Find us, like us, follow us. We're on all the podcast services. We have now, Amanda, we have now passed 2,700 downloads. Wow. We just added our 34th oh my country. There's 34 foreign countries that have downloaded this show. Wow. We now have three foreign countries that have more than 10 downloads. Oh, wow. Um no, I'm sorry, four. Four. We have Germany, mm-hmm. France, Turkey, and the Philippines. Interesting. Which have more than 10 downloads in those countries. That's really cool. Um, and uh, obviously the U.S. is the leading one, but Germany has 50 downloads wow, in go, Germany. Okay. So, And again, I don't know why or how. But we have three downloads in mainland China. Because we're famous. We're famous. <laughs> we have three <laughs> downloads in inner Russia. Um, so I just hope that as you're listening to this show, you're hearing Cindy's story, that this can be shared with others and they can feel some inspiration from yeah. Cindy's story as well. Mm-hmm. Well, if the listeners go back a little ways, podcast number 102. Okay. I think this is going to be podcast number 170. Oh, wow. <laughs> but 102 was when Linda and Nolan were with us. Okay. And that podcast is called Love, Hate, Relationship. Okay. Because Linda is describing this treatment that they're giving Nolan to stay alive. Yeah. Which is almost killing Nolan to get the cancer of his blood. Right. So she did have a love-hate relationship with the treatment. But she made a statement in there that I think really weighs into what Cindy is doing down in California. She said, because she was having like these, these intuitions, these mm-hmm. parental intuitions. And she says, maybe doctors should listen to the patients. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to read you something. And this is a very interesting article. Um, it says, let's walk through the abstract, unpacking it one sentence at a time. The disconnect we must arrest, uh, address. A paradigm shift is underway in the patient-clinician relationship. It's driven by the irreversible changes in the information access. Knowledge is power, and it's no longer bottled up in the way it used to be. Yet the model under which clinicians are trained, care is conducted, and care is delivered as design has not changed significantly, even though we call it patient-centered. The underlying issue is the reconfiguration of medical knowledge 
and who actually has it, who has the knowledge. Um, it goes on to say that in today's rise of the internet and digital health, it has led to the end of an old era where the only ones that had the knowledge were the doctors. Right. So we now need, we are already witnessing early signs of a new era, new era in what they're calling participatory health, where we're getting the patients more involved in the healthcare system. Yeah. Right. Um, it does say in the article that this may feel like a threat to the physician's, quote, sacred, sacred role. Because <laughs> for a long time, doctors kind of had this, I don't know, God complex yeah. that they, they knew everything and you know anything. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. So that leads to a secondary article that I found from the Journal of Hospital and Medical Management. This article is dated September the 3rd. 2021, and you're going to find this intriguing, Amanda. Okay. The corresponding author for this article Mm -hmm. is Cindy Dolphin. Oh, you're the famous one. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. (laughs) But it is a very important point the article makes, I think. Yeah. So what the article says, and this is where I want Cindy to weigh in, um, it says, can patients be drivers for innovation within the medical supply category? A good way to start is empowering those with their own medical challenges to create solutions mm-hmm. for themselves and others. Too often, developers of medical supplies are not, not patients and are not situated in offices and are situated in offices, not in medical facilities. Right. Um, here's a real-life example, and this might sound a little familiar. I'm a cancer patient that required nine successful surgeries. Each time was required to deal with post-surgical drains. In every case, discharge nurses dispense safety pins with instructions to attach the drains to my clothing. I was disappointed that over 50 years since the invention of suction drains, someone didn't have a smarter and safer solution. Mm -hmm. In response, I created a simple mesh apron with a zipper closure to comfortably suspend the drains without safety pins. A wonderful example how a patient created a solution that in turn is now assisting other patients. Yeah. Cindy, who are they talking about? <laughs> it's me. I invented this simple, novel little solution to having to deal with drains, and it was because of my own discomfort. I'd had all these surgeries. And coming out of surgery, I just dreaded the fact that I was going to have to deal with drain lines and drains. And number one, they're unattractive because they fill up with blood, mucus, stuff that nobody wants to see. And then when you pin it to your clothing, it's like you're advertising it. Nobody wants to even be around you because they're just not good to look at. And I thought, you know, what maybe I could do for other cancer patients is come up with a solution so, one, you can maintain your dignity, but two, have a much easier way of managing those drains, be able to bathe and not have to have somebody stand outside the shower, hold on to the drains while you're in there. It really came about from going to a dollar store and buying those laundry bags that you use and I started cutting them up, and I have a nephew who's a great seamstress, and we started sewing and reconstructing, reconstructing these uh, 
aprons. And we came up with a design that really seemed to work. And I was fortunate enough that UC Davis Medical Center, their surgical center, was willing to kind of be the test for it. And there were 25 different patients that tried it out and said it was by far a better solution than using safety pins. So I decided to go ahead and go commercial. And now we are distributing this to hospitals all over the U.S. And we just finally got a customer in Romania. Wow. We're also international now. So it's called the Keeley Medical Drain Carrier. And Keeley comes from the fact that after I survived my cancers, I went to Africa to be um, a volunteer with women's microloan groups. And these women were so amazing and did so much work to help their families. Um, I wanted to honor them, and they all live at the base of Kilimanjaro, and Kilimanjaro's local name is Keeley. So I took that with me, and now that's why we call them the Keeley Medical Drain Carrier. That's kind of a neat backstory. That's a really cool backstory, actually. Um, one thing that uh, is intriguing with what you just said, and again, I didn't know that backstory, uh, but the the general manager of this station has a place in her heart to go to Africa and really assist in these villages where human trafficking is still occurring with little girls. And I don't think right. people have a clue. Like, we sit here in, you know, Oregon or California, and, you know, we see that stuff on the movies, but that can't actually possibly be true. Well, Much worse than it would yeah, think. Yeah, and the general manager here has been there. She's trying to do what she can to help with that. And here you are traveling to Africa. Yeah. After, and so that's really cool how you came with a name for your, for your invention and how simple it was to go get those laundry bags and then... Well, and just how much it makes you feel better about yourself. Um, like you said, it gives you dignity. You can walk with your head held high and not like you're, uh, a, you know, you've got a gross thing stuck to you that you don't want people to look at, you know, because, uh, I mean, going surgery and cancer and um, getting your breasts taken away, I mean, that can all be really belittling to you in so many different ways. So something as silly as having a, a, a bulb hanging out that's draining something might seem silly and ridiculous, but having it covered up can be so much bigger in, in internally for yourself. Since, right. since, since we actually um, have a lot bigger listener base than I ever expected, um, if somebody is interested in talking yeah. to you about this, this mesh, ba- the apron that you've created, how would somebody contact mm-hmm. you, Cindy? I would encourage them to email me, and um, it's simple. My first name, Cindy, spelled C-I-N-D-E, at medicaldraincarrier.com. So I would love to talk to people about it. It's something that can make a difficult situation easier and safer because when I was wearing these drains, I actually had one tear from the sutures and oh, no. fall out, and I had to go back to the hospital to have it reinserted um, and sutured up. So this can actually prevent someone from getting um, infections in their yeah. sutures. So it's really um, such a minor thing you can do, but can make a big amount of difference. Yeah, yeah. cosmetically and medically. So I know that the yeah. article that I was just referencing, this is the Department of Physicians at San Diego State University. Are these universities down in Southern California, are they connecting with you? Or are they helping get these mesh bags out for you? 
some are. Um, I've got a couple of university hospitals that are customers, but it's hard getting word out. Um, you can also imagine that, um, and nothing against the medical community, but the cost of safety pins is far less. Well, it's less than what my drain carrier is, even though I price it very low. Safety pins are basically free, and the people that work in the accounting office aren't so enthusiastic about switching over, not thinking about the quality of life issue or how much, you know, they're saving on the possible um, re-entry of a patient through the emergency room when these tear from their sutures. So it's a little frustrating, but we do have some really strong hospitals that are on board and become have become advocates for us. Well, there's um, there, Kicking Cancer has just launched its first chapter, and we have a, a Vancouver, Washington is about an hour and a half north of us. It's too far away for me to work effectively with that community. But we have a great friend that Amanda spent more than once. Yes. Um, Mickey Meisner has become the kicking cancer chapter person up there in the Vancouver area. And she's really active on social, does a lot of stuff with TikTok and videos. So we've launched our uh, a YouTube channel. And it's called You Don't Know What You Don't Know. You don't know what you don't know. And one of the things that I would love to do, because I think what you were saying here early, Cindy, is you go in for this surgery, that you know, they're doing a lumpectomy, and again, for the listeners who don't understand, a lumpectomy means that they're taking a chunk of the breast. A, a mastectomy is the entire breast tissue. So they take a chunk of it, but then you've got this, pus that's occurring inside your body it's got to get out so that's that drain system but you did not know when you woke up from the surgery that those tubes are going to be on you did you did they did they tell you ahead of time to expect them did we did we lose you cindy hello i think we may have lost cindy on the phone <laughs> Well, let's just carry on. <laughs> I, I had talked to Cindy earlier, and she had told me that uh, that they didn't tell her ahead of time that these things were going to be attached, and uh, and so she didn't know. She didn't know. And so one of the things that she's trying to do down there in California is to make people aware of the fact that that they're there, and so that you know, again, you don't know what you don't know. Um, so Cindy's doing what she can. We want to actually bring Cindy on as a guest on the You Don't Know What You Don't Know YouTube channel and, and allow her to be a guest on there as well. Um, and I can see Amanda's trying to reconnect with Cindy. So in the meantime, you just got to be stuck listening to me for a minute. <laughs> uh, something happened in the timeline that we've talked about with getting cancer. And, and I want to delve into this a little bit. It was, it was February the 8th. 2021 and and uh, by the way Amanda Cindy said she got disconnected so I don't know if she's going to try to call back or not but with that said Marissa was one of our early go teams it would have been late 2018 that Marissa connected with our organization and she lived out in Newburgh she had been diagnosed with breast cancer and battled through it uh, and then it came back. At, and at about this time, 
last year, about, about this time, a couple of years ago, I was doing a 5K run in Arizona, and I was doing miles for Marissa. I was trying to support her. She was going through her second battle with breast cancer. Well, by February of 2021, her cancer, she just couldn't keep it at bay any longer, and she had gone into the hospital. She knew that the end was in sight, and she had gone to the hospital there in Newburgh, well, it's an unfortunate reality, but it was just what we were all living through back then. And with these COVID protocols, one of our board members and I were going to go over to Newburgh. We we're going to see her. We we're going to try to be there to support her during those final days. And COVID protocols would not allow us to go to the hospital. We were not able to go over and see her. So on, on February the 15th, 2021, she passed away. Um, but once again, she she made the decision towards the end that she was going to be completely alkaline. She did everything she could to get her body back to a state. She did not want to go through chemotherapy, and uh, and she fought right to the very end. Uh, but she did she did pass away a little earlier. You can try to tell her to call back. I think we lost connection with everything. All right. Well, I'm gonna let her try to call back. I was going to tell that story a little bit later. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. No, I don't either. That's okay. We got you back. But with that said, the good news, listeners, is we shifted gears with the (laughs) storyline, but we have Cindy back on the phone. Yes. Um, you know, this is this is probably going to be going down in history, Amanda. It's one of our most interesting shows. (laughs) (laughs) I think we lost service, phone, internet across the board through the whole station. Okay. Well, wow. the good news is that you're back with us again, and it looks like we yeah. are recording again. So I I had told a story while while you while we didn't have you uh, about a gal that we supported here. Um, her initial diagnosis with breast cancer um, it was very isolated, and this is such a weird situation, Cindy. It's in her left breast, and it was a rapidly growing tumor. She wasn't a very big person. She had a small shirt that was actually a little too big for her. Uh, and they had scheduled her surgery for Halloween in 2018. But it was growing so rapidly, they were worried it was actually going to push through her skin. So they pushed oh. her surgery date up. She did, similar to you, she did a, a lumpectomy. Uh, but she was highly opposed. She just did not want to do through the chemo. And so they, she thought she was under control. I contacted her about a year later, and she said, well, it's back. But what had happened is, initially, it was just one tumor. And I used to tell people, it's like a, like a bullet, right? You just go in and take the bullet out. When it came mm-hmm. back, it was like, more like a shotgun, and it, was a, it just splattered all over. It wasn't like an isolated case anymore, and they couldn't just go in and take that one tumor out. And they said, your only option is chemotherapy because of what is done. And she just, she did not want to do chemotherapy, so she worked vigorously for over a year to get her body alkaline to try to control that. Um, it would have been this time, th- uh, four years ago, it was January of 2020, that I went to Arizona. I was doing a 5K run. I ran miles for Marissa. <laughs> um, but mid-February, she knew the end was in sight. And uh, because of all the COVID protocols, 
I just, I couldn't go see her at the hospital. Yeah. I, you know, I couldn't say goodbye to her. Yeah. And, and she did pass, but she passed on her terms. Mm-hmm. She did what she, she, yeah. she fought the fight the way she wanted to fight the fight. And she was okay with the fact that, you know what, I'm losing this battle and I'm going to pass away. Um, because she just did, she didn't want to go down the road. Mm-hmm. I just want to. Uh, I'm I'm so thrilled you're on a callback and that we had our little technical difficulties. Uh, but I want to applaud what you're doing down there in Southern California yeah. to to help these women out down there. Yeah, I mean I'm not curing cancer, and I know that, but I'm doing what I can to make it a little less rough on the patient. And there are so many. Um, oh, you lose so much and your vulnerability is so high when you hear the diagnosis cancer. If there's anything that can help you feel a little stronger, a little more self-reliant, um, a little more mobile, because we all know that after you've had surgery, it's important to get up, get around, start moving again to help heal faster. So if this Keeley Medical Drain Carrier can bring back some dignity, help people get mobile, help them feel stronger about taking on the diagnosis of cancer. I'll feel good even if just one of these gets used. But fortunately, we're seeing it starting to grow and take in um, other patients, other kinds of patients, not just cancer patients. There's bariatric surgery. There's cardiac surgery that uses drains. So we're slowly but surely changing the way medicine thinks about how people manage. And again, it goes back to what you were talking about when we came back after the break, is that patients are really capable of coming up with really wonderful solutions if somebody would pay attention. And so I'm encouraging the medical community, as much as I respect them, to take time, talk to the patients, see if there's ways that their patients are dealing with something that could help other patients. Well, I, I'm hoping that at a small degree, our show and our listener base can help uh, bring more awareness of what you've created. I want to do one more time here, Cindy. If someone wants to know more about this mesh apron and what you're talking about, again, how do they get a hold of you, Cindy? Um, you can either go to our website and reach out that way. And the website is medicaldraincarrier.com. Or you can email me directly, C-I-N-D-E, at medicaldraincarrier.com. Well, thank you again for calling in. Um, again, I, I, I don't know we've ever had a guest who's had four, four different cancers, yeah. not just a cancer recurred. Not only that, but the three of them were different breast cancers. Yeah, you had breast cancer three times. I've it wasn't, never heard it wasn't of that. So, so um, kudos thank you to you for, for all you do. Yeah, and thank you for sharing your story and not... Only just sharing it, but continuing to try to make lives just a little bit better for those and get surgery and whatnot. One of the things that I try to do at the end of the show, Cindy, is we have a a store up here that we do our apparel. We have shirts and hats and beanies and and, uh, we have stickers, which, by the way, Cindy, when when your shirt shows up, you will have a kicking cancer sticker that looks like the shape of California. So (laughs) (laughs) the... um, the next person that emails Amanda at... Amanda at kslm.news. So email Amanda and tell her that you would like one of our shirts. I will give you a free tumbler with the California sticker on it. 
That's a $25 value. We sell the tumblers for $25. So we give you a, a, a free tumbler with a California sticker on it in honor of Cindy for purchasing one of our oh. shirts. Okay. That's amazing. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for what you're doing. Kicking cancer is kick-ass. It's making a difference in life, <laughs> and I'm honored to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, thanks again for calling. We really appreciate it. Sorry about all the technical problems halfway through. Yes, I'm so sorry. That's all right. We got it out there. Take yeah. care of you. You too. Stay warm. <laughs> you as well. Well, we've got a little shout-out here again at the end for our for our, our sponsor. Yes, Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. So if you're looking to buy a home, sell a home, or just not sure where to start, definitely give her a call at 503-409-4389. And I just want to say a huge thank you to Odmos as well, both of our sponsors. You guys are absolutely phenomenal. And like I said, you guys, please use them as... They help us broadcast to you guys and give you all this information. That's very kind of them. And now that it's January, both of them have renewed. They're both going to sponsor us again through 2024 yes. as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Marianne McNally and Odmo's Pizza. You guys are amazing. And we'll be back next week as, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.